0: This episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind.
1: It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm your host, Justin Williams. But you know I'm never alone with my abandonment issues and all that fun jazz that I possess. And I'm with the man behind the mic, you know, the guy who makes my voice sound good, who's really funny and lately got me into NFTs as if it's my other job I need. If you haven't checked that out, go to our website. He has a huge article about it. He's put YouTube content about it. This guy knows everything about NBA Top Shots or uh, UFC Strike. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Colbert and Ron. Kobe, how you doing?
0: Good man, good. We got a we got a local boy on today.
1: Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was making a bunch of UFC and MMA references because this man is 21 and 4. His last fight was uh, December 3rd against a Jared Scoggins, who, by the way, missed weight, and he still managed to win, which is just impressive nonetheless. And by the way in only the second round ladies and gentlemen please welcome hamilton's own which by the way has my favorite comedy club in there shout out to levity hamilton hamilton's own josh hill josh how you doing i'm good i'm good how you guys doing living the dream brother great buddy
0: oh my where you, god you guys are in hamilton where are you guys located? t o. we're in to oh, okay cool
1: well, I'm actually in Mississauga, but I do. I'm a stand-up comedian, so I do a lot of shows in and around Hamilton because Mississauga has nothing for whatever reason. So, um, you can always catch me over at Levity's every Wednesday.
2: What's Levity? Is that where Yak Yuck Yaks was? Is that the same spot?
1: Exactly, owned by the oh. same guy. So nice. Yeah, I recommend you uh, you go hit that up sometime if you haven't been in a while. I ha- actually I've never been to that one to be honest. No, I should hit it up. Should talk after this podcast. moving forward. Uh, Yeah, so I'm just going to jump straight into it. I have a real question for you. When you're fighting Jared Scoggins on December 3rd, this man, you guys said it was going to be a catchweight of 140 pounds, and he missed weight. Now, I have read on many, many an article that when an opponent misses weight, it can be seen as almost like a slap in the face to their opponent. Is that how you saw it, or what were your thoughts going through that when you found out he didn't cut?
2: You know, it was really weird because right before, on the, actually on the way to weigh-ins, we were talking as my 25th pro fight, and I've actually never had anyone miss weight before, and I thought that was pretty rare. Um, and then of course, <laughs> I jinxed it, and that happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you know, sometimes shit does happen, and, and guys miscalculate a little bit. The scales are off. They just they just for whatever reason, their body kind of shuts down. Um, and, and I can understand, you know, half a pound or a pound, but like four pounds is just like. That's not even trying, you know. So, yeah, it was kind of a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. And, and the fight almost didn't happen. It was like probably five minutes from being canceled because we were negotiating. And they said, you know, you get 20% of his purse. But I, I figured for four pounds, man, that's like I should get way more than that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. if one pound, I would get, you know, half a pound, I'd get 20%. So, I actually came back. and I'm like, I want 50%. Mm-hmm. you know you're the one that that did this so and, and obviously he's like no and then we en- ended up negotiating and um uh, i think we ended up settling on 35 uh, percent and i just said take it or leave it
1: or you get nothing and you know it's it's all your fault so that's what we ha- that's what happened damn so did that motivate you to, like during the fight to just kind of beat him down and win by ko <laughs> i mean i, I always want to win
2: by ko if possible but yeah, I mean, once I was in there, I didn't really, he, he actually came up to me like at the actually the ceremonial weigh and he's able to apologize and, and whatnot, but, and whatever, you know, it, I don't really care. I, I, it, I don't think it would have mattered anyway. Um, I think I'm the stronger guy and actually I think I was the, he was probably bigger than me as far as weight was, but I think I, like I said, the stronger guy anyway. So I
1: don't think it would have really mattered. I mean, that's fair. You, you are a, Brown belt in jiu-jitsu so whether you're striking or you're on the ground, the uh, the cage is your world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've always maintained that your show money is for making weight. That's what you're getting paid for, and then yeah. your wit- and then your win money is for fighting. So if someone doesn't make weight, they should forfeit their show money. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, I
2: agree. I think penalties should be bigger. I personally, I think we should get rid of the show and win whole thing. Uh, I don't like that because. I like guaranteed money, you know, I'm I'm going there to do a job and, you know, I I could get in there and I get ripped off by the judges. I could get cut. There's so many ways to lose that I, you know, I just, I don't like that, that, uh, that format anymore. And I think it should be changed like boxing's doing.
0: Yeah, no, I hear that. Now, what got you into MMA? I guess lack of, uh, physical
2: competitive sports was coming to an end I was playing junior hockey and it was like my last year and I needed something to kind of fill the void of I guess like release of aggression <laughs> and I found uh I was at my gym just working out and I saw some guys teaching a ju- uh, jiu-jitsu class and I went and hopped in and loved it and it was kind of came somewhat natural to me as far as the wrestling and grappling went and um signed up the next day and and after about a month of training i did my first
0: jiu-jitsu tournament and i won and i was kind of hooked no oh, really yeah so you weren't really a fan of mma to begin with i was yeah I, I, I
2: remember going to the video store and renting the ufc like eight or whatever it was on vhs <laughs> yeah
0: back in the day and watching those yeah I've, I've always loved fighting man okay so i mean canada in general ontario especially actually has a rich history of fighters mm-hmm. that have come up through mma but lately there aren't that many when it comes right down to it. The the, the numbers of fighters that have come out of Canada sort of diminished a little. Yeah. Now, Bellator's got a, quite a few, a couple in the UFC. I mean, you still got Rory and PFL, but for a while there, there was a couple of key gyms in Ontario and in Quebec that were really doing well. What do you think it's going to take to kind of ramp up MMA in Canada again, especially Ontario and Quebec?
2: Uh I think – one of the biggest things was the the commissioner in Ontario, Hayashi. He was just a uh, total douchebag and, and, and didn't want to sport around, and uh, he was a nightmare to deal with. Okay. That was one of the reasons why Bellator never came back here, one of the reasons anyway. And we have a new commissioner now who is much easier to deal with um actually once the sport is uh excel so that's a good step in the right direction and then now with this covid thing, issues it's just a nightmare that's another nightmare now so we'll get through that hurdle and then maybe we can start building back and and making canada especially ontario like a you know a, a prime market like it once was
0: See, I'm glad you, you brought that up. I mean, I, I didn't know what it was. I was wondering why Bellator hadn't come back to Canada. I was really wondering about that because they seem to be going everywhere else. And we're mm-hmm. just north of the border and they don't even consider it. But if that was the case, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I think the last show they had was, was at
2: Rama um, and it was years and years ago. But yeah, that, I know that, that, I don't know if that's the only reason, but it was one of the reasons was dealing with Hayashi.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, we've brought that up with other people. You're the first person to actually clued us in on that one, so I appreciate that. Now, your initial style was jiu-jitsu, but you've become more of a striker, right? I, I started in just MMA.
2: Like um, I said, there was jiu-jitsu classes, but the, the program was just all about MMA. So, I just hopped in doing wrestling, grappling, striking. So, I never really had a background like a lot of people did, whether it was wrestling or a tie box or whatever, so I just kind of started with MMA. But I tended more so in the early days of my fights to take guys down and ground and pound them and control them on the on the mat more so. Uh, but yeah, as of late, I would say more the majority of my fights have been standing.
0: Yeah, uh, exciting fights too. You've been a uh, pretty fun guy to watch fight, buddy. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, dude, if you go to Bellator's website, the first thing you see like when you type in bantamweights, is your knee hitting somebody's face. Oh, really? And like That's that sweet. Super Mario pose, it's awesome. Especially if you like search your name, Joshua, easy to find. Love it. Knee to the face. That should be on the background of your phone everywhere you go. <laughs> on my own phone. Oh, exactly. I mean, the technique looks flawless. Like whoever that photographer is, you owe them dinner, sir.
2: It's probably Lucas Noonan. He's the best, man. He does all the, the Bellator fighters out there.
1: Shout out to Lucas Noonan because I will forget that later on. Anyways, (laughs) so again, going through your bio because, you know, we're podcasters. So we're basically professional creeps is what we do. Nice. All right, honestly. Um, So you you do commentary for BTC, which I was like, I don't know what that is. So I had to go creep and figure out what that was. Mm -hmm. And I have learned it is a fighting promotion in Burlington. Is that correct? It is correct. Awesome. Now, how did you get tangled up in commentary? Like, how, how did all that happen?
2: It happened by accident. Um, I was at a amateur MMA show, and Robin Black was uh, going to do the uh, commentating, and he was running late, and they just asked me to fill in. And so I hopped on the mic and did it, and I had no idea what I was doing. It was the first time I ever did it, but the people that I was with were like, oh, how many times have you done this? You're pretty good. And I was like, never. <laughs> and... and if you know me, then that's pretty, you wouldn't think I'd be a commentator just because I'm usually pretty quiet, like not a very talkative person, but I can turn it on when I want to. And it was just something I, I kind of just fell into. And then BTC, um, they needed somebody for their shows. And me and Jason uh, Hagholm, the guy I do the commentary with now, um, hooked up through them and done, I don't know how many of the last shows we've done together. So yeah, man, I, I, I enjoy it. And it's something that I would like to... Do more so and, and something I could get into once I'm done fighting, um, once I retire.
1: Yeah. I mean, so hold on second, just take us back a little bit. You were just casually at an event, buddy was running late and you were just like, you know what? I'll step in. And that's just how it went. Yeah, that's so, it. So <laughs> in these promotional shows, do you not have to wear a suit or are you just casually walking around in a suit and they're like, hey, suit guy? <laughs> this one, I was
2: just, it was like a little amateur show at a bar. Um, so it wasn't like yeah well it was like a bar club slash i don't like a little country bar thing they had a cage in the middle it was kind of a cool setup but uh, yeah but for, for all these shows now i usually i usually dress the part and, and and
1: you know look the look somewhat classy that's the most burlington sentence i've ever heard in my life <laughs> like i went to a bar and there was a cage there there was fights going on or
2: burlington really that gives you that sounds more like hamilton to me
1: it did, but I just didn't want to insult you. But yes, it's more Hamilton vibes.
2: <laughs> yeah. it's like, wh-
1: where's the bathroom? If you just walk around the cage, you'll see it on your right side. That's a yeah. pool of blood. <laughs> 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 okay. okay, so let's say Kobe and I want to go to one of these events, uh, a BTC fight. Yeah. Where's the next one being held? Will you be there? And yeah. The, yeah, the next one is March 5th. Uh, and this one actually will be in London,
2: Ontario. They're going out there. London, Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Do you know where it'll be in London? I uh, Off the top of my head, I forget the name of the place. I, I believe it's the is the Labatt or Budweiser, Labatt. I don't know which which one it's called hmm. anymore, but um, at the main place there <laughs> in oh. London okay,
0: where yeah, they have I all the stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Damn. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we might have to go check that out. Might see if we can slide them back and maybe... Talk to a few people there. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, come on up. Oh, we'll do. Uh, we'll definitely flash your name. Be like Joshua. Yeah, we're uh. Tom, I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a bar at first in Burlington. It was kind of awkward, but now we're here. Um, <laughs> anyways, how do you prep for your fights in terms of weight cutting? Like, do you? I'm always so fascinated by this. Do you start weight cutting immediately? I've heard some fighters wait till like the last week to essentially starve themselves. Like, how do you do it?
2: I'm pretty light, so I, I don't I don't walk around super heavy like some of these guys that are, once they get out of camp, they're just, they blow up and they have to train to get back in down to weight. So I, I walk around pretty light as it is. I've even contemplated going down to 125, but Belter actually doesn't have a flyweight division right now. So that was out of the question anyway. But um, yeah, I, everything's the last week for me too. Um, I eat clean throughout the whole camp, you know, and I have like one cheap, cheat day a week where i can kind of eat some shit and enjoy myself but um the last week i get pretty strict and cut my calories back and and then i do the water loading and and then i actually start the cut the night before weigh-ins and then i get up in the morning and
1: finish it and and then i'm on weight that is amazing i envy you and your lack of weight <laughs> <laughs> yeah how'd you get in the ultimate fighter buddy Oh, uh, i was ultimate fighter
2: i was uh what was i 9 and 0 i think and i was in talks with the ufc at that point and, and they just said you know they're going to have the ultimate fighter coming up and we want you to come try out so we went down there and um made the cut and got the call that i'll be fighting and fought to get in the house and won and then uh that was it man back in shit 2013 so what was that 9
0: 9 years ago coming up yeah, you've been fighting for a while. You've been fighting for a while. Now, old. <laughs> now, now speaking of competitions, you are the alternate for the Bantamweight Grand Prix. Yes, sir. Is that a blessing or a curse? It's going to
2: be a bit of both, right? Um I should be in there, I think, regardless, but I
0: think so too. I think Gallagher sucks. 100%. No offense. Oh my god, yeah.
2: <laughs> like the only reason that guy's in there, like if you look at the talent there, it's just you know, they, they build him up, you know, due to where he comes from and who he trains with. And then yeah. he's not bad of a fight. Like he's, you know, he's young and he's growing and, and he's got some skills for sure, but I don't think he's at that level yet. Um, so, yeah, I think I should be in there ahead of him 100%. But I'm hoping what they do, if, if I don't get in, you know, through somebody pulling out um, initially, I'm just hoping that they put me on the card fighting somebody else. And then if something does happen, they can just slide me in there. Because what they could possibly do also is just have me come down and weigh in as an alternate and just be ready just in case. But I'll do that. But it just kind of sucks having to do a whole camp only, you know, hoping to fight and not really knowing who, right?
0: Yeah, that, that's why I see it as a kind of a rough thing because you're going to be having to do that possibly yeah. all year. <laughs> I know,
2: right? And. Like, yeah, I'll get paid, but I want to be active. You know, I, I'm I'm 35 now, so I want to get as many fights in as I can in these next, you know, three, four, five years before I'm done. And, uh yeah, I, just, I don't want to be sitting on the shelf just waiting, right?
0: Yeah, having a year-long camp now. Yeah, I've gone through those now, and it's a nightmare. <laughs> that's, it's so that's frustrating. Crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Now, I, I would assume that as the fights begin, as guys get knocked out, you'll have them as options to fight. Yes, yes, I, I would imagine so. Right, yeah. so you're probably your first fight in 2022 will be against James Gallier. That would be cool. I know. <laughs> be that probable. would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. No, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting position that you're in. Now, let's say you do not compete in the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Who's your prediction to win it? Mm, Stats all right okay you're with me now i understand you have a loss to him and it, I'm, yep. honestly i'm no I'm not going to sugarcoat it he looked very impressive against you
2: yeah he's good man yeah, yeah he, good, he looked man. he
0: looked solid against you so i actually have him too tell you tell you the mm-hmm. truth i have him as the guy who i think is going to win it all
2: yeah i think he's good he's well rounded. he's big good wrestling um uh, and i mean our fight i thought our fight was shit to be honest um you know, I did not look good in that fight. Uh, I don't. I mean, he looked better than me, but I don't even think he looked great in that fight. Um, but his fight with after me with Magomedov was impressive, uh, um, and that w- that was a good win for him. So, I, I do think just looking at the roster, I think he matches up pretty well. And I, if I had to bet, I would put money down. Yeah, I think Stotts. Unless I'm in it, man, then I'm coming back <laughs> and I'll get that revenge fight and actually have a better performance and win that shit all
0: right right on right on now did you happen to watch the uh, first Eagle FC under Khabib Nurmagomedov's reign I just saw the highlights, so I didn't get to see the whole event, no. Oh, you saw the highlights. How long were those? About three seconds?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, except for the one fight, with the the, one, the fight I was most intrigued by was the Cody
0: Gibson and Ray Borg one. Yeah. Mm. So, that, that I mean, it looked like that was a decent fight, but… It, it was a bit of a war. It took Borg a while to get going, uh, to mm-hmm. be honest. But, man, it was it was a lackluster event. It, it was, was it? Oh, it, yeah. was, it was bad, man. Justin and I watched it. I was fighting to stay awake. That's how bad it was.
2: Mm, that's not good.
0: But <laughs> I think it's good for Bellator because there's a lot of talk of it being maybe one of the primary competitions to Bellator now, and it just didn't look that way, considering especially the first Bellator event of the year was phenomenal. It was banging. Yeah, that was a really good show. <laughs> that that yeah. that was money, man. That was a money show. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> And it came the night after, so it kind of made an excellent exclamation point. Now, do you do they have a tentative fight for you at all, or no?
2: No, I, I'm actually technically right now. I'm a free agent. Um, that was my last fight on my contract. Oh, um, so I my managers talking with them, and they said they said they do want to re sign me 100. Um, percent And I do like I really like what Bellator like they pay well. I like the show, and I think they're headed in the right direction. So I, I would I would definitely resign with them. So, but yeah, I'm waiting for my contract to finish up, and then I don't have a fight booked at all right now. I'm really hoping for April. There's been rumors that's when the Grand Prix starting. Um, I okay. wanted March, but I'll take April. And like I said, if not in the Grand Prix, then I would love to fight Cas Bell. I, I called him out earlier, and then he said he would fight me, but um, we'll see. He's the only one right now in the top ten that is not booked. So I think. That makes sense. And I don't really want to fight somebody outside of it again.
0: No, for sure. For sure.
2: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at pro.sports.podcasters for the most current sports news. Now
1: back to the show.
0: Have you looked at the rankings at all lately? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, which I don't understand this shit, to be honest, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you I don't you think understand? anybody does.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't either because I'm wondering how it is Horiguchi's number nine. Oh, he, well, he's number eight now. Oh, he's eight. Okay, he's eight now. But it still, it doesn't make seven. sense that he's he's in the Grand Prix then, right? So,
2: <laughs> so I was originally seven, right? And then they brought Horaguchi back, mm-hmm. uh, and then after our fights, that he pushed me back to eight, and then he was seven. Uh, and then you know they have the Grand Prix announcement. And it was the champ and the top seven, so they got in. I I was just out, and then now they do this ranking, and I moved up one. And he moved down one, and I seen Stotts move down one. But even though he hasn't lost, then Mix went up one, so I don't, I don't really understand
0: it either. No, it does make it makes absolute zero. I, I just <laughs> zero don't get sense. it. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'm back where I was, number seven.
2: <laughs> but but yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Okay, so technically, you're a free agent. I, I guess I can say unrestricted free agent if that makes sense. I guess can so, can yeah. I mean, if. UFC comes knocking with a million-dollar contract, I feel like you would answer. I would answer that door. I uh, Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. So let's say BTC calls you, right? Like let's <laughs> say you're there. You're, you're doing a fight in London, right? Yeah. Somebody doesn't show up. You happen to be walking around at a staunch 135 because you just always do, apparently. <laughs> Are you allowed to answer that fight? I mean, yeah.
2: I guess. I don't even really know, I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't think BTC has the same type of dough that Bellator can pay, <laughs> so it wouldn't really be too appealing. Um, Might not so be fair
0: to the opponent
2: either. <laughs> probably not. No. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, it's, there's, they have a kind of like a lot of up-and-coming guys that, that they bring up, and then they do have some, some vets that they have fights. So they do have a little bit of both, which is good, but majority
1: is more guys kind of on the rise. So they have like a pro-M night for MMA that's – kind of cool actually that's
2: it's, basically I mean, what eagle fc
1: it, was yeah i
2: it's all pro because you're not allowed to do amateur here in ontario which again is another disaster but uh <laughs> but yeah it's all like guys kind of you know with under i would say five fights kind of coming up and, and actually they just announced uh they're doing like a the challenger series which is focusing only on guys with minimal records coming up so
1: ooh, that's gonna be fun yeah Hopefully some of your fight or some BTC fights can make it on MMA on point extras and then uh, you can get highlight reel of the week or whatever it is so good on you. So being a Canadian fighter have you met other Canadian fighters like George St. Pierre or, or or anything? Yeah
2: oh yeah yeah I've met I mean
1: either met or trained with or fought I
2: don't even know to almost all of them really oh my. Yeah. do you have a do you have a cool George St. Pierre story? A cool, George Saint Pierre. So, um, not I mean nothing really cool, man. I, I I remember my my third, second or third fight. I can't remember, but I was like twenty three, just starting out, in George. Just when George was like, you know, the man, destroying um, yeah.
0: everybody. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, he came in our. Our change room right before my fight. And I kind of just wished everybody good luck and shook all our hands. And as like a 23 year old kid, you know, it was like, a, it was a big deal back then. I mean, it's still a big deal. It's George, right? He's awesome. But, but uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Um, and it is very, very cool, you know? Damn, is he as humble as I think he is? Yeah, he's good. He's a good dude. I, I went out to – I was cornering one of my guys out in Montreal and I went to TriStar one day um, just for some training while I was out there and he actually ended up teaching the class. Um, oh, right so on. Yeah, it was just kind of I guess a good day to show up and uh, he was showing some cool stuff and very open and and, and giving and, and yeah, he's a, good, he's a good dude.
1: He's somebody who I've always wanted to just sit down and almost like pick his brain in terms of fighting and – how he views it because i've heard him on joe rogan and they did they do do talk a lot about it but i feel he's really good at reading the opponent before they make a move at least personally from my fights
2: yeah and 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 he was a guy that i i definitely emulated a lot of of what he did inside he's a very cerebral smart fighter and that's what i try to be as well i don't just go out there and, you know, throw a reckless abandon. And, and I'm always thinking about why I'm doing things and, you know, and trying to set up traps and, and things like that. And, and George is a, he's a thinking man's fighter. That's for sure. So I always like that about him.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I joined this MMA movement after his retirement, which was very sad, but I do recall seeing a bunch of, of highlights of his when I was over at my friend's house. Cause my friend's buddy was huge into it or my friend's dad. And it'd be GSP, and I'm like, oh, he just won again. Like, why do you guys even stress? He's the best, right? Even like <laughs> as a casual fan, I knew he was good. And yep. then I heard he was coming back after four year layoff. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's gonna lose. He's been off for four years. Like, what the hell? And then uh, yeah, I, w- I was wrong. So yeah. uh, he's also a guy
2: that when he's off for four years, he's not partying and hanging out. And you that's know, right. he's he's uh, he he you know he calls himself a mixed martial artist. You know that, that he trains almost daily, pretty much daily, and. uh you know he probably even looked even better when he came back you know
1: honestly he looked bigger too well he had to uh, get
2: bigger to move up the weight class right so
1: yeah yeah, exactly and uh now he's doing what was it i follow him on instagram and he's just he's on he's paired up with some weird bench thing or whatever some weird in-house gym workout thing so he's constantly doing that but he looks absolutely shredded like (laughs) jump into a fight right now and i'm pretty sure it would dominate Probably,
2: yeah. Yeah, he's still, you know, he's still only, what, 39, 8, 9,
0: 40 maybe? I don't even know, but he's still not he's, that I, old, right? Yeah, I think he's 40 now. Is he 40? I, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I'll check that out, but until then. How did you get the nickname The Gentleman?
2: So, there's a story behind that that's um, actually my, my great uncle, uh, my grandpa's brother, was a professional wrestler and wrestled all over the world, but he also wrestled in the the now WWE. It was okay. known as the WWF back then. Yep. Um, and uh, his name was John Hill. But uh, one of his aliases or his, his stage names, he was Gentleman Jerry Valiant. And he was part of the Valiant Brothers. And they were the tag team champs at one point.
1: The
0: Valiant Brothers. This has got yeah. to be pretty way back,
2: right? This is back in the 70s, yeah.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. And um, it was either my dad or my uncle one day decided he should go as – gentleman Josh Hill kind of you know and take the name you know th- through their um, uncle my great uncle and uh, that kind of stuck man
0: that's cool actually that's cool man so it's like a family name
2: yeah yeah and he, and he I mean the Valley Brothers were they, they were big at, at the time like they're well known obviously and um, he wrestled against some big names like Hogan and Tito Santana and Flair and, and all those guys
0: right on shit I got to look him up now now I gotta look him up yeah look him up
1: on it I was gonna say he, he's missing some nicknames here, but uh, uh, not like you missing them per se. But Wikipedia is missing that very long one that you said, Jerry the Gentle Whatever,
2: Gentleman Jerry Valiant.
1: Yeah, they have just have Jerry Valiant. That's it. That's
2: oh really? Yeah. It, it, it went, there was a uh, Luscious Johnny, um, Gentleman Jerry, and um, uh, oh jeez, what was the other one? There's another one. Flip my.
1: They have Guy Hill, Guy Mitchell, the Stomper, Guy Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Valiant, The Masked Strangler, which I feel yeah. like for obvious reasons is no longer a stage name, <laughs> yeah. Mr. X, but only Mr. in X. Vancouver, which is oddly mm-hmm. suspicious, <laughs> The Destroyer, The Assassin, and Guy Heenan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, um, uh, Moro um, you know he's no moral, right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, you heard of more? He's the... The, the voice of, of bell torn and he's been a huge wrestling fan forever and when he found out that he was my great uncle he was like just fascinated by it and he always talks to me still to this day even the last fight he was talking about because i guess when he was a kid growing up in bc he saw my great uncle perform and i think it was as mr x that you just mentioned there oh, yes. and um yeah and it was always a memory in his head he said that which was pretty cool that we're related
1: that's amazing. It's funny because in Hamilton too, I don't know if you know this. He he's a pretty famous comedian. He's been on Netflix before, but he's from Hamilton. Uh, his name is Eric Johnson. His father was in the WWF too as Bullwhip Johnson.
2: Oh, yeah, I know Eric. Yeah, I've talked yeah. to him actually. I think I think I was on one of his podcasts as well. But yeah, yeah, we were talking about that a little bit. So you know Eric Johnson, but you don't know levity. I am so confused. What happens? I mean, I just remember it as yuck yucks, right? Uh, that's yeah, that's
0: good. Okay. But. Before your Dang. time, Justin. Before your time. Hey. Yeah. Before your time. <laughs> I'm too young. Are there any other sports that you follow, Josh?
2: Basically now, the only two sports that I really follow are hockey and MMA, really. I just feel like that's – I also watch basketball, football, baseball, um, but it's hard to follow them. just don't have the time, really. But, yeah, those two I, I still like to follow and I always will. Are you a Leafs fan? I am not. I'm not. I'm actually a Flyers fan, man. Philly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Even though You're they're,
0: pro-
2: they're shitting the bed this year, big
1: <laughs> time. shitting the bed is an understatement. <laughs> you were yeah. supposed to be like top the tier, best. like number two this year, <laughs> yeah. and well, your number. Uh, we were last year, and then you know didn't
2: work out well. But this year, just uh, I don't know. High expectations met low results
1: pretty much like gonna, a Leafs fan oh honestly yeah no I get it don't get me wrong don't get me wrong I bet on the <laughs> Leafs to lose every year and I'm a Leafs fan I make yeah. money off their loss <laughs> <laughs> you're shorting their are they're they're losing I'm okay with that sorry Kobe continue
0: no, no 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 I was just I was just wondering if there's any other sports that he follows but yeah flyers I mean that kind of ends that conversation
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right> <laughs> that puts the end to that you can't
2: help it man always I'm, since I was both, I don't know Eleven years old, I, 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 think, I don't know why I like like the flower. I think it was Eric Lindros. I was a big Lindros fan. And okay, that kind that of sense. stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can you, you can go with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, my buddy's dad was a huge like Philadelphia fan for everything for every sport. He's like Philadelphia, and the, like, nobody knows why. He was just like he never told us. He's like I have my reasons, but would never say what the <laughs> reasons were. <laughs> now, okay.
0: now outside of your last fight, have you ever fought outside of White? my very first pro fight yeah featherweight
2: featherweight okay okay and i at at the time i didn't really understand weight cutting i didn't know that was a thing right so i was walking around about 147 148 (laughs) you could easily cut yeah so and then so i i saw like my opponent at the scales and i'm like oh this guy looks skinny he looks all weak (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like i'm gonna murder this guy and then
0: (laughs) the next day it's a different guy
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got in the cage. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Here? Where'd he go? Where'd guy go, go? Bring him back. I like him.
0: Yeah, switch to his brother. Yeah, I'm.
1: Uh, I guess I'm a away <laughs> That's a good one. Two punches in, I realized. I feel like this is like a
0: <laughs> wait a minute,
1: <laughs> like a, like a Seinfeld episode, where like the screen pauses and it's like, and on the second punch, I realized <laughs> I should have cut weight.
0: <laughs> now at like what gym do you uh, train at now? So I'm at a whole bunch. Um, I have my own gym, Vision Quest,
2: um, in Bimbrook, Ontario. That's it's more less for the pros. It's more just for you know run for recreational classes. But I train at Agus MMA. It's in Oakville um, okay. and Niagara Top Team in Saint Catharines mostly. And then I also go out to Team Alpha Male um, for a majority of my camps out in California.
0: Okay, so but the local gyms are you are you the best like the highest ranked guy in the gym? um i mean i don't there's days where i'm you know i
2: definitely am the best guy there there's days where guys can beat on me too as well i think as far as uh, credentials wise probably yeah you know i don't really um i've been around probably the longest of most of them and and i fought some of the toughest
0: competition and fought in the biggest organization so so yeah i, I would say so you know would you consider that a negative? Like, do you feel like you learn more when you're down south at uh, Alpha Male?
2: Yeah, I, I guess also just because, like, the room is so much bigger. It's, you know, um, there's, like, 30 guys on the mats always that are just killers, and they're always pushing in, and, and I always feel I get better every time I come home from there. And and that's not to say I don't get better here, too. Um, I just think they're just
0: more – a bigger pool – to, to kind of to learn from there you know who do you think the most talented mixed martial artist that you've trained with um oh man here or anywhere oh man i don't gsp
2: well excluding gsp <laughs> <I'm Georgia. Yeah. laughs> you know um i mean dude i, I like you know I, I train regularly with 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 faber and and cody garbrand and and chad mendez you used to anyway um uh, all those guys out there are, are just, you know, killers. And down here, you know, Antonio Carvalho, I would say he's one of the best Canadian MMA fighters ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I learned a lot from him growing up. And, and Mitch Scania used to be one of my main training partners. So there's there's tons. I went and trained in Brazil, actually, and trained with Aldo. Oh, I lived yeah. there for about a month. Damn. Yeah nice yeah that was that was early on in my career which was really really cool so yeah i've been around man and trained with, with so many good guys it's hard to just kind of pinpoint one but yeah it's been it's been it's been a lot is garbert done no i don't think so um i don't think so i just uh, yeah, it sucks cuz uh you know I, I like cody and and he's a great great guy great training partner and um, just yeah i don't know it's just something's got to got to change a bit for him and he's got to get that confidence back. Um, I don't know how the, the... He said the cut to 25 was easy, and he, and he actually looked pretty good, like, physically. Like, he didn't look too sucked out and, you know, weakened. But so that that might not be the reason why. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what he does. I'll talk to him next time I, I go down and, and see if he stands to stay at 25, or he's going to go back up to 35. Uh, he has, like, the talent to, to do very well, obviously. You know, he was the world champ. But I uh, just... Uh, I think it just...
0: They'll need a, some mental training right now to get your confidence back. In my opinion, your your chin has an expiry date, okay? And, True. And I think his is past. I don't doubt his ability mm-hmm. to do what needs to be done, but I think whenever he steps in the cage now, he's going to be constantly looking to – I think his whole mindset will be on defending the chin, defending the chin, defending the chin, and that would just take away from everything else.
2: It's possible. Um, I mean, but his, his fight with Font, uh, you know, he ate a lot of punches and, and was able to withstand and that's a 35 and Font's a big 35 or so. You know, there is, I guess, an argument there. But you're right. I know he does have a lot of miles on. He's only like 30, 31 or something like that. But he's been training and fighting and boxing for years and years and years before MMA, right? So that does tax it does tax your body and your and your head right so that's kind of where i was fortunate where i kind of started a little bit late and i didn't have all that mileage on my body beforehand um so i think that's why i'm able to kind of progress my year my years longer in fighting
0: yeah no you still look fresh man you look fresh your your age doesn't really belie your look at this point right you can tell that you haven't grinded out all these years nobody would really guess your age if unless they actually saw it you know what i mean oh good thanks man I, yeah I, man, I hope no no so. you still you still look fresh in the cage like obviously and cardio doesn't seem to be an issue for you even though you don't have to use it too often
2: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> right. yeah i've had to like early my i've had to really grind out some some you know long fights and decisions and and so i've been in the trenches of having to pull deep with in my cardio tanks so though i know it's there if i ever need it Oh, right on buddy right on like
0: where can our fans uh find you on social media
2: so uh, at gentleman j hill on instagram and that's pretty much it i don't have a twitter account i just kind of deleted that i don't know a while ago i just i don't know i just wanted off that shit i i want it off all social media really but it's kind of you got to have something nowadays with what we do it's kind of it's kind of hard not to
1: no for sure for sure Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, like, I really don't want to be a part of social media, but it is something that we all must do if we want to be in the entertainment business. And fighting is exactly that, just a bloody version of the entertainment business. (laughs) That's true. That's true, man. You know? Like, legitimately. Honestly, if, like, if I was any MMA fighter, I would just have my knockouts on highlight, even my own knockouts, and just make them funny just to kind of live with it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I was going to say, like, like, Tom Brady, the reason why he's so loved and hated is because he even, like, he honors his mistakes. Like, the fourth down thing, he was like, what? And he, like, put that as a meme, made fun of it, <laughs> versus, like, McGregor will hide it. Like, what he should have done, he should have taken that knockout meme, like, when he was knocked out by um, the diamond. Right. And just, uh, yeah, exactly. And just run with it. Just put it on mattresses. And he should
0: have made it a proper 12 ad. That's what he, he <laughs> should have done. He should
1: have. Yeah, you know what? 12s, <laughs>
2: proper... When guys do that, it's like, you know, you I guess they 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 check their ego a bit, you know. Um Yeah. So yeah. that would, yeah, I, I get it. it, and that's just kind of the, the meme world we live in now. It it's takes over, and some of them are funny. You know what I mean? You can't not laugh at it. Um you know, I, I would do it. I mean, I mean, I've had one knockout against me in my career, and you know, I, I don't, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be there again, but uh you know, I gotta kind of laugh at it now it's over
1: i mean i feel like you're at the height in your popular you're like you're getting higher all you need to do is win the belt but i feel like if you ever get knocked out again just put it on a t-shirt you'll make money you'll be fine <laughs> just gonna try to make something out of the, the low point right <laughs> oh yeah exactly a hundred percent
0: well again yeah cool talking to you buddy keep us in mind yeah absolutely let us know when your next fight in bellator is gonna be i will i will when i find out and I can
2: announce it you guys will sounds good thank you for stopping by
0: if you have any questions for the pro sports podcasters be sure to reach us on our twitter account where you can also
1: slide into our dms and catch the latest snippets dirt and other exclusive things that we will tweet
0: check us out at p podcasters
1: on twitter